Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Ryan J. Pelton from the Art of Paying Attention podcast. Now, if you've been following along, you may say, Ryan, what happened to the prolific creator? What happened to the prolific writer? Where did they go? Well, they are gone, but they are still in our hearts. The essence, the heart, the focus, the emphasis are still here. We're going to still talk about creativity. We're going to still talk about writing. We're going to still talk about making art, making things. We're still going to talk about life and soul and faith, all those good things. But we're going to have a little different emphasis. And our emphasis is going to be based around what the poet Mary Oliver said, to pay attention is our proper and endless work. Yeah, to pay attention. Paying attention is essential. It's essential for our life. It's essential for our art. It's essential for our creativity. And I think Mary Oliver is on to something. And I want to give you a little background, a little context. We are shifting up some things. Uh, if you've been following me around, uh, you've heard that I've moved uh, most of my writing and newsletter over to Substack, ryanjpelton.substack.com. That domain may change at some point, but uh, all my stuff is over there. And I wrote up a little ditty about what happened and why I did that. And uh, it was pretty honest, pretty, uh, not pretty honest, I was honest <laughs> about uh, the season of COVID. Uh, the last couple years, last two and a half years, uh, really hurt my creativity. And uh, really, I, I found myself kind of in a, in a bad spot. Uh, just a lot of noise around me, a lot of uh, ways in which I needed to, to shut some things off and refocus my attention and was really was realizing that I was losing the ability to pay attention <laughs> to, to my own soul, to the people around me, to my art, to creativity, to writing, all those good things. And uh, I talk a little bit about that on my Substack. if you go to what is this all about? And kind of what where that came from, and and this podcast is actually, is actually being birthed out of that as well as is saying how can we help each other pay attention to what matters most, and and I was beginning to realize that paying attention is not some luxury item, it's not some peripheral thing, but it's an essential thing, and it's essential thing for our own lives, for the health of our own lives, our health of our own souls, uh, the health of our relationships, the health of our art and our creativity and what we're saying and how we're doing it, how we're living, all those good things. And so we'll get into to more of that, of what that, that looks like and, and what that feels like and, and why that's important. I've been writing some things on that. So you can go to the Substack, ryanjpelton.substack.com. It'll be all in the show notes. Check all that out. And right now um, we have the newsletter that I send out every Friday of just things I'm paying attention to and uh, books and music and art and things I'm writing. And you can stay up, updated on all of that. And I wanted to kick off our first inaugural The Art of Paid Intention podcast episode with something I've been reflecting on, thinking about. And some of these episodes will just be me riffing, and uh, like always. And then some will be uh, guests and, and interviews I already have lined up. So I'm looking forward to sharing those with you as well as we get things kind of relaunched here. And I want to just help us consider the connection between art and creativity and activism and art and creativity and soul and faith and life. Uh, when I say those things, they, they, they're all the same thing. Um, but art and activism, I, I was thinking about, this is the week of 
Martin Luther King Day, uh, depending on if you're in the States. And I should have checked this, but I'm not sure if that's a global holiday or not, but um, it might be. Uh, but June or June, January 16, uh, 2023, whenever you're listening to this, is Martin Luther King Day in the United States. And we celebrate the activists, the pastor, the man of faith uh, who was essential in the civil rights movement in the 50s and in the 60s, fighting for inequality, uh, fighting for peace, um, fighting against poverty. Uh, his career, his work took on a lot of uh, aberrations. And Martin Luther King Jr. was a, an amazing man. And uh, his his heart, his work, his voice, his thoughts still carry on to this day. And there's still a lot of work to be done. And what I've noticed over the years is uh, when I look at men like Martin Luther King Jr., uh, when I look at other what I would call activists, people that are fighting against injustice in its various kinds, is there's always this art component around it. There's always this creative component around it. And and what I mean by that is one of the examples was I I was uh, watching this documentary uh, about King. It's called King in the Wilderness, and I I highly recommend it. And what you notice is that what comes out of these hard situations, things like uh, racial inequality. And, uh, there's a moment, uh, near the, the time that King is assassinated. Uh, there's the Memphis sanitation situation where the sanitation workers go on strike and he goes down there to, uh, help with that. And what you see is these men holding these signs. I am a man or, and I am a man. And it was just this beautiful, what I th- saw as an art piece, uh, these men wanted to remind them they're not just cogs in a machine, but they have souls and they're, uh, they uh, deserve respect and to be treated fairly. And, uh, and then later on, uh, on the walls of Memphis, there was these murals that were painted, uh, I am a man, really beautiful, just to remind them of just the essence of being a human and, and how we should treat each other uh, well. And, and they weren't being treated well at this time. And a few months back, uh, I live in an urban city, uh, very close. Uh, I wouldn't say I live in the inner city, but my, the inner city is, is literally a few blocks, uh, over from me. And so I'm, I'm very (laughs) city centric. Uh, and what I notice in cities in different parts of the city is the other day, uh, there were some men and women that were painting these murals under an overpass. And it was kind of this, this kind of broken down part of the city, uh, kind of neglected part of the city, a lot of trash everywhere. Uh, just, you know, things just weren't up to speed and, and, and that's common in in many urban settings. Uh, but I I was driving by these folks who were doing these murals and just thinking, you know, what a, what a waste of time. That was my initial thought. Like, well, there's a lot of things you could be doing with your, your Saturday or your time. Uh, and day after day, they, they just kept painting these murals. And then after, you know, a few days, a few weeks go by and they're finished. It, it's the most beautiful thing. It, it just changed the the feel, the vibe, the the beauty of our city and just simple things of putting paint on a cement wall, uh, bringing in colors, all of a sudden went from something that was drab and something that was dark to something that was bright and something that, that you, you felt like, I want to be around this. I, I, I enjoy this. I, I like this. And they've actually done study after study to say that the, one of the most important things that, that urban cities and big cities and cities that are, that are experiencing plight of various kinds, one of the things they can do to bring life back to the city is 
you know, programs are important and fighting for injustice is important, of course, but is actually to bring beauty into the city, to bring art into the city, uh, to clean up the parks, to paint murals, to bring in music, to th- there's something to that, right? It's why we're all drawn to art. We're drawn to beauty. We're drawn to things that bring life and bring joy when, when things aren't well. And so I just love that as an example of when we think about art and we think about act- activism, it seems like when there's activism, there's art that's right around the corner. And as you follow these different movements, even in the modern era, uh, in the last you know 50 to 100 years, whenever there's a, a fight against injustice, there's always poetry that comes out of it. There's always music that comes out of it. New songs, new poetry, new arts, new plays, new films, right? Um, I, I like this guy, Daniel Berrigan. Uh, he was... Uh, essential in the fight in Vietnam and just really wasn't supporting the war. And, and famously him and some priests uh, went and burned some draft cards and uh, just an interesting guy. Uh, but as I dug into his life and his work and some of his writings, uh, I began to realize he was actually a, a really great poet and a lot of poetry was coming out of him. And, and I think there's a, there's a reason for that is when you look at all this pain and you look at all this struggle and you look at all the stuff that's going on around you, you need a way to express that. You need a way to get it out. Often there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of doubt. Uh, there's a lot of weariness. And art is this beautiful gift that gives us a way to to get that out of us, to to express it without having to put that anger on other people. But to to say this isn't right and and I want to say something about that. And so it's amazing as you as you explore a lot of these different artists that are fighting for different causes is that many of them are really great musicians and poets and writers is because they're, they're trying to find a way to express what is going on. And sometimes the only way that we can do that well is through art and creativity. Uh, I think of a guy like Shepard Ferry, uh, who's a street artist. And if you look him up and you'll find kind of his, tree of other street artists uh, kind of came up in the in the 70s and 80s in the punk scene, uh, just seeing different problems in cities and, and in the world and, and just through art, uh, through making bumper stickers, through music, uh, was was trying to make help people be become aware of what was going on in the world uh, and, and doing it through beauty and doing it through through kind of subversive street art. Uh, he's famous for the hope poster of the Obama campaign. Uh, just seeing just the need for new leadership in the country. And when Obama was elected, he has this famous poster that just says hope. And it's a picture of Obama and uh, feeling like there was an opportunity there to see some some change in our country in the U.S. Uh, specifically. And so there's activism and there's art. Uh, I think of Karita Kent the nun from the 60s and 70s and 80s. I love her work, Karita Kent. Uh, go look her up too. Um, and another person who wanted to bring joy, wanted to bring hope uh, to the world and saw different ways that wasn't happening. And so through art, through street art, through murals, uh, through even pop art, she was trying to help people become aware of the problems, the needs, the struggles, the challenges of life. And, and, and for her... Which, which gets into, I think, the other arena. There's, there's art, there's activism, and then there's, there's faith, there's soul, there's life. 
that for her, they, they weren't separate things. They all worked together. And if you've ever read a great novel or went to an art gallery or saw someone dance or make sculpture or poetry or watched a great film, there's always this sense that there's more going on. They're trying to figure out that there's got to be more to us. There's got to be more going on in, in, in the world and digging into those deeper questions, those, those questions of soul and faith. And Corita was one of those people that, that saw the connection between art and creativity and faith and soul and life, that they all worked as a whole. There's something interesting, and a lot of people don't think about this or even consider this, and and if you've ever read the Bible or been around the scriptures or considered uh, them, is in the Old Testament, uh, early on in the story, uh, as uh, God is revealing to his people who he is and what he's like, and this guy Moses is around, and uh, he gives the commands to Moses and to his people to build this uh, tent of meeting, and this was going to be the place where God and His uh, would meet with His people. And if you look at the details of this tent of meeting, it's absolutely fascinating that the first people that God commissions to do to build this tent of meeting is artists. It's woodworkers and metalworkers, and, and artists, proper artists, to to take gold and to take uh, precious metals and to make beauty in this place where they would go and meet with God because God is a beautiful God and he wanted his people to come and encounter beauty. Uh, it wasn't to be this drab place. And it's actually something that the church can can learn. We're, we're not great at this. But isn't it fascinating that the first people God would commission would be artists because he's into beauty and beauty is important and beauty changes us. Beauty lifts our eyes. Beauty helps us see things in new new light. Nobody wants to be in a, you know, beige drab room. We want art on the walls. We want color on the walls, right? We want music playing. There's something about us that needs that for our own soul and our own lives. It gives us a bigger vision of our lives and and, and the world and and perhaps that there's more going on here. When when I think of many of the spiritual writers that I enjoy, and maybe you do too, uh Often they are great poets. Uh, they're great artists. And a lot of times they end up doing that on the side or they're great musicians. Uh, they write fiction. They write novels. Uh, because there's this thing when we deal with the things of faith and we deal with the, the big questions and the existential questions and the massive questions of why we're here and what is this all about and God and faith and eternity and, and life and suffering and sorrow and joy and all these big, huge questions that people have been asking for since the existence of humanity, novels and poetry and music often come out of it because when you're writing on the nose kind of prose about faith, let's say, and, and you're trying to understand scripture, or you're trying to understand uh, a life well lived, sometimes it just doesn't do justice. The only way to express these big ideas comes through a song or comes through a poem or comes through a film or comes through a dance or comes through sculpture or comes through what's fascinating to me is when someone starts a company, an entrepreneur, uh, they see a problem and they go, Hey, we need to meet this problem. If you go talk and interview and I've interviewed you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of entrepreneurs and business folks, when you talk about why they started their company or why they started the thing that they're, they're into, there's always a story behind it. 
hey, I started this nonprofit to help cancer patients because my mom had cancer and died from cancer, right? Hey, I started this nonprofit to bring clean water to Africa because I was on a trip in Africa and I encountered these people in a village and realized that they didn't even have clean water to drink, right? There's a story behind it. There's a bigger thing going on that these things start because you see a problem, you see a need, you see humans that are suffering and you say, Hey, we need to meet that need. We need to change the situation. Now it's not always that obviously there's many greedy businesses. Obviously people don't start things just for the good of others. They start it for their own selfish gain or pride or whatever it may be. But when we look at art, you always see right around the corner, soul and faith and life and saying, how can we make this place better? How can we help other people? And I've thought a lot about that of late and a lot of what this podcast is to be or what I'd hope it to be is really the art of paying attention. It's it's learning how to pay attention to our art, our creativity, our writing, the thing that we're building, the things we're starting, but it's also about paying attention to our lives and our souls and asking those big questions of who we are and what is a life well lived. It's paying attention to the needs and the pains and the struggles around us because I think in those pain points, we'll find some of our greatest art, some of our greatest work is when we consider the ways in which people have not been treated fairly. Uh, I Again, I know this is, and again, I'm a, um, a, a white man. and uh, And when I hear the stories of black folks and minority folks um, in the 60s, not even that long ago, in the 50s, um, being treated as second-class citizens, being beaten, being killed, being assassinated. When, When I look at that and I go, that wasn't that long ago. That was, uh, I was born in the the late seventies. That was 10 years before I was born. Like, like my family encountered that, experienced that and their families and their family family. And, and there's still so many things going on and and it's hard to even fathom that. And, and it's to say that those things are just gone. And, and that was a time in history is, is just, I think naive, but what I think is right around the corner is when we carry these stories around and we still see pain and struggle uh, in our world and in all its forms, and not just here in the States, but, but all over the world, is that's where the, the next great poem, the next great piece of art, the next great song, the next great film, uh, the next great uh, relationship, the next great moment of someone taking their life and their soul and their faith seriously is when they encounter these things. And, and a lot of times is... It's when they encounter some of this art that, that I'd be lying if when I watch live footage of black African-Americans being beaten, sprayed with hoses, treated as second-class citizens only because of the color of their skin, I'm in tears. It, it moves me to do something, make something, say something. That we, that we can't just ignore that and say that was just a time a long ago, but it, but it creates this desire to, to build something, to make something, to say something, but also to, to live a life to say, hey, where are the places in me where I'm the problem? Right? It reveals those things. A story well told, a documentary well told, a piece of art 
well made, a story well told in a novel, a talk, a presentation well told. I mean, go listen to Martin Luther King and his sermons and his speaking is it just moves you like like you want to get up and do something. Um, those are all pieces of art that we need to hang on to. Uh, so, so I don't know what the art of paying attention will be into the future. And I, and I'm trying to, as if you go read my sub stack, you'll see, I'm trying to hold things lightly, but, but I want to keep these conversations going. I want to help us see what matters. And as I see things, I really am trying to share what I'm seeing. And it doesn't mean I get it right all the time. It doesn't mean I see everything. Of course not. But I think as we begin this conversation together, that art and activism, art and soul, art and faith, art and creativity, you can't separate them out. And like Mary Oliver said, the poet, who was also a woman of faith, says to pay attention is our proper and endless work. And it's proper because if we don't pay attention, we miss what's going on in our own souls. We miss out on what we may be called to be making and doing. We miss out on the pain of the world. We miss out on the joy of the world. We miss out on the opportunities around us. And so paying attention matters and it's an endless work. It doesn't end. It's, it's proper and it's endless. It's, it's something that we have to continually do. It's something we have to put into our lives to not miss what's going on here because there's more going on than I think we even realize. So I hope this is helpful. Hope this stirs up some conversation, some thinking. Hope it it helps you think about what you're making, why you're making it, what you want to make, what you're inspired by right now, what you're encouraged by right now. Maybe it means also I think this is also a conversation about saying the hard things, doing the hard things that maybe isn't acceptable or in whatever circle you're in or 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 difficult. So we just choose what is easy and what is, but, but to really say the the difficult things to really get in the, the muck of the struggle of life and the things going on around us. Maybe it's a, a book you're trying to write, or it's a, a poem you're trying to put together or, or a song or a film, or uh, maybe it's a, a company you're trying to get off the ground or a nonprofit you're trying to get off the ground to really help and serve people. Uh, and, and, and you've been holding back for some reason. So hopefully this can be a catalyst to get us moving in the right direction. So I look forward to having these conversations with you. Uh, I look forward to having people on the show to help us facilitate those conversations, especially on this podcast. And before we go, I just want to encourage you to go over to ryanjpelton.substack.com. We might change the domain in the future, but check out some of the things I have going on there. Sign up for the newsletter, keep you updated on everything going on in this podcast. It's all in one place now. So I really like that. that part um, of it is my writing, the newsletter, the podcast. It's all in one place, so it's it's not hard to find. And, and that was part of my simplifying my own life, so I can pay attention better. Uh, I've been I'm going to be very quiet on social media. I still have my social media accounts. I, I share things on there. I don't interact with them much. Um, and there's some business things that I have to as far as Facebook goes, but I don't spend a lot of time on there. So the best place to interact with me is on Substack. And Substack also has a chat feature and a conversation feature that you can, uh, if you join the newsletter, we can have more conversations. And I want to keep that conversations going to hear about what you're working on and uh, ask questions and interact together. I think trying to make the, the Internet uh, a little more humane. So hopefully that will serve you as well. So I look forward to all these new adventures together. I look forward to kind of this new podcast, this 
these new conversations, new writings. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm excited for for what's what's coming down the, the pipe, and and I look forward to uh, having you come along with me. Um, and maybe you don't want to come along, and that's fine too. Uh, no hard feelings uh, there. But go check out the Substack. Sign up for the newsletter. Stay updated and everything. And uh, we'll keep uh, doing our thing, doing our work, and we'll keep uh, paying attention because as Mary Oliver said, to pay attention is our proper and endless work. So my friends, go pay attention today and go build uh, great art with your life. And I'll talk to you real, real soon.